0: How's it going, guys? We are We Talk Sports. I'm your host, Brett Pinelli, and we got our other host, Ryan Horse. and we're joined by Josh Oline Today, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the NFL playoff results. Um, it was a pretty exciting weekend. Um, first off, we're just going to start out with the uh, probably the only blowout, one of the worst wins uh, was the Niners and Seahawks, 41 23. Brock Purdy, four touchdowns. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that game?
1: I uh, just want to correct you real quick. You said only blowout. Must oh, on I, I, was, I, I,
0: I looked at the Cowboys score, and I was like, oh. but yeah. that's I was like, oh, worse. But I was like, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, anyway, about the 49ers game, um, I wasn't as impressed with the 49ers as I thought I would be. Obviously, they were very impressive in the second half. Uh, the first half their defense didn't look that great, which is the staple of their team. Um, I know we have discussed already a little bit amongst ourselves. Brock Purdy had three point three air yards per attempt, which pretty means he was just throwing touch or throwing checkdowns, um, and letting receivers and Caffrey and Mitchell get a lot of yards after catch. Uh, but with that being said, I still do think Purdy is playing better than Garoppolo would have, especially. When he's under pressure, he seems to have a lot of escapability, which Garoppolo really struggled with. Uh, So I do think the 49ers are actually in a better position at quarterback. Uh, A lot of people are continuing to underrate Purdy and saying he's just a check-down merchant, he's a rookie, the rookie wall is going to get to him eventually. And while I do think that's a possibility, uh, I wouldn't count on it. I think the Cowboys are going to have to really play a perfect, near-perfect game to beat the 49ers. I don't think they can rely on, on Brock Purdy to just hit the rookie wall, especially with that great scheme around him.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. When I was watching, like like you said, I think Purdy actually handles the pressure very well for a rookie. Um, I saw him make a couple good throws. I saw him miss um, some easy opportunities. Uh, um, We'll see how he does against Dallas. Uh, I would not be surprised if he hits a wall. You never know. Dallas has got a really good defense, obviously. I, I was I was kind of impressed a little bit with the Niners, how they handled the Seahawks pretty easily, other than a little bit at the end with the offense. But other than that, I don't really have a ton of thoughts on the game. Um, so, yeah, Josh, any thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I noticed the same thing. But I, I, I do think they have to be considered one of the favorites to come out of the NFC. I honestly think any of the four remaining teams could,
0: except maybe the Giants, but every time... <laughs> Uh, looked really good in the first round. And look at that. We just got a uh, late, uh, late joiner. We got Griffin Bauer in the building. Sorry about that, guys. I was uh, learning about the DOT product. Oh, no worries. No worries. Uh, we were just discussing the uh, Niners and Seahawks game, Griffin. Do you have any thoughts on that?
3: Well, you know what? It pretty much went how at least all of us expected it to go. Uh, speaking of, shout out to us for having a pretty good predictions, uh, you know. I agree. I think we had, you know, besides the one, I mean, we all said the giants Vikings game was going to be close. So, you know what? I propped us for that. But, I mean, you know, I mean, if Brock Purdy can keep playing the way he does, I mean, he had an excellent game. I, I mean, the Niners are definitely contenders. I agree. So, we'll see how they play next week against
0: Dallas. So, the next game on the schedule, one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. The Jaguars beat the Chargers 31-30. to um, I unfortunately could not catch that game. Um, so from what I saw, it was just a just an absolute disgrace from the play calling of the Chargers barely running the ball in the second half. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, so I didn't watch the first half. I did watch the second half. One thing that I thought was really important, the Chargers were obviously up 27 nothing at one point. But in my mind or like I think I said to my dad, I was watching the game with him, I said, the Jaguars can get on the board before the second half. I honestly think they would have a chance to come back. Okay. Um, okay. No, nah, nah, I'm
3: serious. <laughs> LeBron told me <laughs> that they were going to come back. <laughs>
1: when it was 27-7, to I thought they had a, a chance to come back. Um, I don't really have a reason for it. It was kind of just gut feeling. But obviously they did. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, four picks in the first half uh, when that happened. I was like, in my head, I was like, wow, we really overrated Trevor Lawrence the last few weeks. Like, this guy is awful. Uh, Like, two of the picks maybe weren't his fault, but still, amassing four picks and a half is just terrible. I then
0: it. was like,
1: geez. In the second half, though, I was like, damn, maybe I was underrating Trevor Lawrence at halftime, because he put on a crazy performance in the second half. That was really the story of the game, was Trevor Lawrence's second half performance, the guy couldn't motivate me to get up and make a sandwich. <laughs> somehow he motivated the Jaguars to come hey out. guys, let's and, have a uh, great game. To make, make the comeback win. Um, I know you were wanting to talk about this a little bit. I do think Brandon Staley uh, should book light to Thailand to join Cliff Kingsbury because I think he is getting fired pretty soon, or at least he should be. Um, yeah. That was just disgraceful. He's made so many bad decisions over the last two years coaching, first off. With the timeout in the Raiders game last year, he played Mike Williams week 18 for no reason, which caused him to get hurt. If Mike Williams plays that game, the Chargers win. Uh, No doubt about it in my mind. Um, He always goes for it on fourth down when he really shouldn't. Like fourth and six on the 50, he'll always go for it. Or at least like 70% of the time. It's just, he deserves to go. He's had so much talent on his roster the last two years. And to not get a single playoff win out of that, I just don't know how he comes back next year.
0: Yeah. Um, Kind of what you're saying about Trevor Lawrence, I believe almost every single quarterback in this league that's young would shut down after throwing two interceptions in the first playoff game. Trevor Lawrence threw four in the first half and was able to come back and win. Like that, that's true talent right there. That shows how special Trevor Lawrence is. Um, About the coach, yeah, he's got to go. It's just, it's happened so many different times. Um, You just got to run the ball. That's that's I that's just like common knowledge, um, and yeah. So Griffin, Josh, any thoughts on the game?
3: Yeah, you know, being a uh, former Clemson enthusiast myself, I've uh, I've seen Trevor Lawrence in some tough situations. Um, I'm going to be honest; uh, we had some stuff going on, and I was not able to, uh, to watch the second half of the game until the final few minutes. Um, but I mean, I just I'm just so amazed by how poised Trevor Lawrence, like exactly what you said, Brett. the fact that he threw four interceptions, I was writing him off. And I was a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I was like, Oh my God, this guy stinks. And then he comes back four touchdowns, evens out the touchdown interception ratio. And I mean, God, I mean, you just put on a second half masterclass. And I think, you know what? I mean, I, look, I, I don't, I'm not going to move on to predictions for Jaguars chiefs just yet. Cause that's what we're getting into later. But I think, the Jaguars are a team that you got to look out for. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, if he can play and, like, I mean, the fact that, like, those opportunities didn't cost them the game is just wild to me. And the fact that they came back from that shows that they they can play with a lot of good teams. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Doug Peterson, Super
0: Bowl-winning coach, you never know. That's right. You never know. Josh?
2: Yeah, I'd just like to add uh, a lot of people are saying how – uh Trevor Lawrence still hasn't lost on Saturday in his career. And uh he does play on Saturday this
0: next round, so it'll be interesting. Ooh. We'll see. We'll see. That'll be crazy. Um so next up, we got the Bills, Dolphins. I was able to catch most of this game. Um back and forth the entire time. Uh so what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I didn't catch any of the game, so I'll keep my I'll keep my thoughts short on this one. I'll let people talk who actually watch the game. But I do think it's concerning that the Bills went out and only won by three against Skylar Thompson. Uh, I really have a lot of concern about Josh Allen right now and his turnover issues. Um, he's throwing one to two picks a game, kind of like Dak was in the regular season. And I know a lot of people were really concerned going into the Cowboys-Buccaneers game that Prescott was going to turn the ball over. I was, in- I was included in that group. I was concerned that he was going to throw you know, maybe one or two picks that could cost the game. I just don't see why there isn't as much of a popular concern right now in that regard to Josh Allen. I really think against a good team like the Bengals, or if they're lucky enough to escape against the Bengals, even more so against the Chiefs, that giving those offenses just more chances with the ball by throwing picks is really going to cost the Bills. So I'm not as as high on the Bills as I was even coming into the playoffs because Josh Allen just continues to turn the ball over too much for me to say that they can win the Super Bowl.
0: And I agree with that completely. You know, if we take a look at the stats, you know, Josh Allen, two turnovers um, in the playoffs, and a lot of that gave the Bills, um, I at the Dolphins chances. You know, you take a look at the Dolphins stats. Scalar Thompson's 18 for 45, 220 yards, uh, two interceptions. He did throw a touchdown, though. And it's not even like they're running the ball. Their highest rusher was uh, Wilson with uh, 23 rushing yards. It's like, how are you going to give up 31 points to that? I just don't really understand how that happens. And it's because of the turnovers. They're giving them chances to get back into the game. Um, That game should not have been close like that. Um, I definitely do think there's a lot of concerns for the Buffalo Bills moving forward. And we'll see how they continue to play. But as of right now, it's not looking that great.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with everything that's been said, Um, because the fact that they squeaked out a win, why the other team, I think uh, Miami had two turnovers, rushed for less than 50 yards, and really didn't have any consistent drives all game, and still were right in it is uh, concerning. I think Buffalo has to find a better balance with the run game to take some pressure off Allen, because James Cook has looked pretty good when he's gotten the ball,
0: but they rarely give it to him more than 10 times a game. Exactly. Like, you take a look at these stats. Like, Allen's threw um, 350 yards. They had two 100-yard receivers. Um, the Dolphins' leading receiver was 69 yards, Tyreek Hill. Like, those stats don't – like, does not look like the Bills only scored three more points than the Dolphins. It's kind of crazy to me. It's just – it's ball control. It's keeping the ball safe and just having good drives, and that's not what they were doing. Um, Griffin, you got any thoughts?
3: Yeah, uh, I, uh, I mean, I think for a while this season, people were overlooking Josh Allen's decision-making um, because he's on a good team, he's Josh Allen, he's a flashy player, um, and it was never really a problem until recently, especially now in the playoffs. I mean, these are opportunities that you can't give away. If you're going to turn the ball over against Joe Burrow, who could just lob it up to Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or maybe even hand it off to Joe Mixon, it's not—it's going to cost you. And I mean, I think we us four at least our own agreement like last week that we did not think that game should have been close um i mean it's skylar thompson and it was just it was just very concerning um i didn't get to catch the entire game but i watched the end of it um and yeah it just, i don't think it you know it was just a tough game to watch if i if i were a bills fan i'd be very upset and i definitely would be nervous coming into this game for against the yeah, Bills. exactly uh the
0: Bottom line is, you can't be doing that against a good quarterback. You're doing that against Burrow, like you just
3: said. Um, it's not going to go well at yeah, all. Yeah, and even Skylar Thompson almost took advantage of it, which is, I mean, obviously, yeah, not, he hasn't been doing much.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, next game, Giants-Vikings, another very good game to watch. Um, 31-24. to uh, What are your guys' thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, I I watched, like, that entire game. I really don't think there are that many storylines. I mean, the Giants outplayed the Vikings. Vikings, th- Kirk Cousins throws a three-yard check down on fourth and eight. That was a disaster. Justin Jefferson didn't really do much. I mean, other than that, that, that kind of just the story of the game. That explains why the Giants were able to win. Saquon had a really good game. Jefferson got locked up. And just Kirk Cousins isn't... Ultimately, he, I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's not a championship winning quarterback. He's not uh he's not even a quarterback that I think will ever get to a conference championship in his career. That's kind of like that's kind of like a ceiling. The Vikings just had what I would consider a ceiling for a Kirk Cousins led team. Like a really good 13 and 4 regular season, but then yet again first round exits or out the ceiling maybe they get one playoff win, but yeah. Other than that I don't really have much to say about the game. It's kind of pissed off watching it cuz I wanted the Vikings to win, but yeah. I mean, it was just kind of, I wouldn't say it was a disaster from the Vikings, but it was disappointing for them not to get a playoff win after that regular season that they had.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm very impressed by how Daniel Jones played. I was watching him. He did not let the playoffs get to him. He was comfortable out there. He was making good throws. He was scrambling. He ran for a lot of yards. I believe he had four touchdowns. Um, he He looked great. There was great play calling by Dable. Saquon was running the ball well. Um, I'm kind of scared for uh, the Giants going into our next game. Um, they just look good, and it's it's scaring me. Uh, Griffin or Josh? Uh, what are you? Oh, Griffin. Josh is not even in here. Uh, Griffin,
3: yeah. I no, I don't know where Josh went. Um. So yeah, I mean, I did not get to catch this game either. It was, a, it was a busy week for me, but yeah, I mean, from what I saw, I checked the highlights after. Daniel Jones looked great. And, um, yes, as an Eagles fan, it's going to be a bit terrifying to play a, a division rival. Um, it, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a hard-fought game. As Saquon looked great. He had two touchdowns. Daniel Jones run the ball well, averaging five yards per carry as a quarterback. I mean, 78 yards. I, it, it was, um, yeah, I mean, I watched that final play as well. Um. You know, Kirk Cousins, besides that, I mean he had a good game. It's just um when it came down to it, he didn't make the right decision. Um yeah. it's tough. You know, I, I, I know a guy who's a Vikings fan, he uh he was not having a good time. Obviously we were clowning him for it after the regular season they had. Um yeah. But yeah, you know, Justin Jefferson got locked up, which is absolutely not what I thought was gonna happen. I mean we are predictions. I, I thought Justin Jefferson was going off. Um but yeah, tough game to watch for Vikings fans and uh I think yeah eagles is going to be a good game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just I'm concerned for the Eagles'
0: defense going into the next game, but we'll get to that when we do the predictions for the divisional round. Um, next game, we got the Bengals, who won 24-17 to over the Ravens. Um, I, unfortunately, could not watch this game. So, um, for any of you guys that watched it, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, so, luckily, this, besides the Cowboys game, um, this was the only game that I watched completely through from opening kickoff until the last play. Um, my main takeaway from this game, obviously the Bengals were expected to win, but the Ravens were right there. They, it was a tie game, 17-17. There's about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Ravens were on the Bengals' two-yard line, and John Harbaugh's short yardage goal line play calling and decision making just continues to baffle me. Um, it was second, second and third in goal. Uh, and you know it's four-down territory, so you know it's not your last play. Uh, he calls a QB sneak from the two-yard line uh, and expects Tyler Huntley to leap over the line from two yards away. You just have to call a... You have to call J.K. Dobbins run on that situation because if he doesn't get it, you still have another play to call. But more more likely than not, he was going to get in for the touchdown. J.K. Dobbins was having a really good game, especially in short yardage and power situations. He was kind of you know, absorbing contact, breaking tackles, and picking up extra yards in tough situations. I really think John Harbaugh just calls like a, a halfback power or some kind of get J.K. Dobbins between the tackles. I think he would have gotten into the end zone. At that point, the Ravens would have taken a 24-17 lead uh, in the fourth quarter. So obviously they would have had a much better shot to win that game. Instead, Huntley fumbles on the one-yard line and the Bengals take it all the way back for a touchdown. So that one play call resulted in a 14-point swing. Instead of being up by seven, the Ravens are now down by seven. And as we've seen in the regular season, uh, Tyler Huntley's not very good, especially when he has to play from behind, because that requires him to kind of get big chunk plays, which he's not known for. He's kind of known for moving the sticks by picking up five-yard slants or five-yard runs. Uh, So he's not really that great at playing from behind. Even so, the Ravens had a chance to tie it up in the last minute. They couldn't get it done. The ball bounced off the fingertips of James Proche in the end zone. Uh, so the Bengals escaped with that win. Um, I wasn't that surprised that it was closer than a lot of people thought. The Ravens are still a good team, even without Lamar. Obviously, if they had Lamar, I think they would have won that game. But that's all there is to it. John Harbaugh continues to just make bad decisions to cost the Ravens games.
3: Interesting.
0: Griffin, you got any thoughts if you watched it?
3: I did. I was. Uh, I watched it with a Ravens fan. Um, and he was away when the fumble recovery and the scoop and score happened. I had to break the news to him. It was. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything that Ryan said is completely, basically, what I was going to say. Um, and I think it sets up a good matchup for next week. Two teams that you know what didn't. I don't think they met. Neither the Bengals nor the Bills met expectations. Uh, obviously, they both won, but closer games that I, I think most people expected. I think it sets up a good matchup, two high-powered offenses um, that might have escaped the first round. Um, besides that, yeah, I mean, you know, that was just terrible play calling. I mean, you got J.K. Dobbins, who's a big running back. It, obviously, it should have gone to him. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that game. All right, um, for the next game,
0: the final wild card game, the Cowboys are able to pull out an easy win against the Buccaneers, 31-14. Um, Dak Prescott, four touchdowns. What are your guys' thoughts
1: on this? Dak Prescott actually had five touchdowns. Five yeah, four, touchdowns. Sorry, Four passing, that. one rushing. It's all good. Um, yeah, I was, I was very surprised, actually. Even though I predicted the Cowboys to win, I uh, did not think it was going to be in that fashion. Uh, it was kind of a blowout. Even the, the final score even looks deceiving. It was like 31-6, to six and Brady kind of got, like, a last-minute garbage-time points. Um, yeah, it felt good. I remember last week I said I was going to be miserable today on the podcast if the Cowboys ended up losing. Luckily, they delivered my, uh, my third witnessed playoff victory in my lifetime. I was born in 2003, third playoff victory since then. Um, so... It was uh, really, really good to see. The Cowboys looked good on both sides of the ball. Uh, I remember the first drive. I think the Cowboys were, they called three passes in a row. Didn't complete any of them. And I said, I remember typing that it looked like a repeat of week one. I was a little worried that the Cowboys were about to lose the game like 10 to 6 because the offense just couldn't get it going. I knew the defense would come out and perform well. The defense got healthy at the exact right time. They got back late in Van Esch, uh yet for yesterday's game. We've been a huge part of the defense. They also got back uh, Jonathan Hankins, who was a key part in our rush defense. When he got injured, our rush defense got significantly worse. He was back stuffing the run. And then also Xavier Rhodes played well. Uh, He slotted into that kind of cornerback two position. Ever since Anthony Brown (coughs) and Jordan Lewis both got hurt a few weeks ago, that position has been getting torched by every receiver known to man has been torching it. Um, we kind of tried out Kev- Kelvin Joseph. He was trash. Trayvon Mullen, we tried for a little bit. He was trash. Sean Wright wasn't getting it done. But it looks like they finally found someone to, uh, kind of hold down that fort in Xavier Rhodes. And I'm actually way more optimistic going into the Niners game than I thought I was going to be, uh, if we won, it just looked both sides of the ball look so good that I really think we have a, a really good shot to beat the Niners. I'm not saying we will win. I think we have a really good shot.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a very good game for the Cowboys. Um, I think their team is coming together at the right time. I, I one of the things I noticed. I've always been big on Van der Esch, and he, you know, he he filled his role last night, and he looked great out there. Obviously, Dak Prescott looked amazing, um, and you know for a team that you mentioned, lots of injuries, lots of uh, cornerbacks that you like uh, troubles. I mean, the Buccaneers have a, have a pretty good receiving core. I mean, you got Godwin Jones Evans. I mean, those are some veteran players that know how to catch the ball. And, um, you know, although they did put up some stats, I mean, this game wasn't even close. I, I watched the first half um, was focusing in obviously until I got bored because it was, uh, was really not even close at all. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Ryan, I think this, this, Cowboys Niners game is going to be great and I think the Cowboys well you'll see my prediction but uh it was a great game for the Cowboys I I mean just Tom Brady looked he was trying to do too much I mean 66 passing attempts I mean you could have had a more balanced offense Rashad White Leonard Fournette are really not that bad it's a great running back duo, probably one of the better ones in the league obviously behind Pollard and Elliott um and I mean passing and rushing they really just couldn't get much done against a pretty good Cowboys defense yeah, um, if you just look at these stats, Dak Prescott, 25 for 33.
0: It's incredible. Um, over 300 passing yards, four touchdowns, including a rushing touchdown. The Cowboys ran for over 100 yards, a very balanced offense. Schultz had over, almost 100 yards and two touchdowns. Ceedee Lamb a touchdown, Gallup a touchdown. This is a very balanced offense. And on top of that, they held the Buccaneers to 14 points. And like Ryan said, one of those touchdowns. It's getting garbage time. Uh, Brady threw the ball 66 times. Like you said, Griffin is just too much. You want to get a balanced offense, like right off the bat, they threw the ball, they got behind. That's why I didn't run the ball and just poor play calling bad situation for Brady. Um, We'll see. Um, we'll discuss this lady, but later. But uh, we'll see what goes on with Brady after this season. Um, so that's the end of our uh, wild card wild card discussion. Um, now we're on to our playoff predictions. Um, the first game in the playoffs is going to be the Jaguars versus Chiefs. Um, after watching that second half comeback, this made this game a lot easier. I definitely would have picked the Chiefs to get an easy win originally, but what I saw from Trevor Lawrence keeping his composure. Um, and Peterson, you know, being a Super Bowl winning quarterback, this could be a lot a lot more interesting. Um, I am going to go with a safe route here, and I think the Chiefs will pull out a win. Mahomes has been playing some of the best football he's ever played in his entire career. Um, you know, Andy Reid, he's been here many, many times. Um, you know, they were, they, uh, Peterson and, uh, and Reid used to coach together, so they'll be uh, going against each other. Um, But, yeah, I think the Chiefs will get a close victory against the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, so despite what I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, and what I know, I know Griffin's going to disagree with this, um, but I think that the Chiefs are actually going to get an easy win. I just think they're too talented on offense. Uh, The Jaguars' defense hasn't been great. It's been decent lately. Um, Obviously, the Jags' offense has been looking good, especially in the second half against the Chargers and in games before that. But I just think, I think if you turn the ball early, turn the ball over early against the Chiefs, you're not, you're, you have no chance of coming back. The Chiefs aren't going to blow a big lead like the Chargers did. So I kind of think that uh, the game's going to start out a similar way. Lawrence probably is not going to throw four picks, but he might he might throw one and fumble one, or he might throw two. I think the Chiefs are going to get out to an early lead and never look back. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win probably by at least two scores. My final score prediction is going to be Uh, Chiefs 31 Jags
3: 13 I honestly I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying Um, I think it all depends on how Trevor Lawrence um, plays, and I think how many turnovers he has obviously two of those picks were not his fault um, but regardless there was still two interceptions Um, and yeah I mean the Chiefs uh, compared to the Chargers, that I mean, they are just too much to handle. They're too much to handle for a lot of teams. Um, and I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is to have even two or three turnovers, I, I mean, this game will absolutely get out of hand. There's, I don't think there's any close. Like, there's, they're not coming back from a 27 point lead against the Chiefs. Um, just too much to handle. I do think, however, it's not going to be like a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a rout. But I still don't. I don't think it's going to be that close. Um, I mean, the, the Jaguars are obviously underdogs. Um, they've been underdogs for a lot this season, and obviously they've been hot for a while. Not a great first half, but I don't think it's going to continue this game as much as I hate to say it. Uh, I'd say probably my final score prediction will be like 38-27. All right. Um, I'm the only one, I guess,
0: thinking it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, I didn't do like, exact score predictions last time. I guess I'll do it this time, but I think the Chiefs are going to win 27-21. to um so yeah. Uh so now next up um one of my most anticipated probably my most anticipated game of the week obviously as I am an Eagles fan but the Eagles versus the Giants. Um like I said um when discussing the Giants victory over the Vikings I am very nervous about this game. Um you know, Dable incredible play calling last game. Daniel Jones did his thing. He he threw four he threw four touchdowns. Um Saquon doing his thing. Uh, so I'm very nervous. Uh, I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I think Dable his play calling and the way I think they've already figured out our defense. You know, can the Eagles beat the Giants three times this season? You know, Dable has seen our defense and how we do it. We have had a lot of concerns, but we have had a lot of um, great play, like, great things about our defense this year. But um, you know, you know how the Giants—they can easily just get the ball out quickly. You know, we—I think I believe we're number one in the league in sacks. Just get the ball out quickly. Run a slant route. Get the ball to Saquon quickly. And that's what the Giants have been really good at doing. I think they're going to do a really good job against our defense. But I think offensively the Eagles are just too talented. Um, You know, Jalen Hurts is going to get out of the pocket. we got a great receiving core in Smith, Goddard, and A.J. Brown, um, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. We have so many weapons on the offensive side, and one of the best offensive lines in the league. And we have Lane Johnson coming back. I just think the Eagles um, are going to win forty-one to thirty-one over New York. I think it's going to be a great high-scoring game. Wow, I
1: yeah. I completely disagree. Um, okay. I first I gr- I disagree with like almost everything about that prediction. You know, no no hard feelings, but. Okay uh brett said first of all he said eagles fans should be worried i disagree with that i think they should be like maybe nervous because it's a playoff game because you're, you should always be nervous about a playoff game you know just they don't happen that often they're very important games but i think the eagles will handle it uh he, he then said he thinks it's going to be a close game i also disagree with that i think the eagles are going to win by you know two scores and i think they're going to control the game the entire way and he also said it's going to be super high scoring I also don't agree with that. I think it's going to be a really sloppy game, a shitty game to watch, pretty boring. I think there's going to be a lot of three and outs, a lot of punts from both teams. I think the Eagles' offense is going to look pretty shitty for most of the game. Um, They haven't had their first-team offense play together since December 17th, besides the game against the Giants. Uh, The Week 18 game, in which they did look super shitty for most of that game. Um, And then I think the Giants' offense just showed their hand against the vikings they don't have anything else to show they don't have anything else up their sleeve they exhausted everything against the vikings to win that game and they did a great job at it but they just have nothing nothing left to show and the eagles defense which is very talented uh will be able to stifle whatever the viking or excuse me, whatever the giants throw at them so i think it's going to be a really boring and shitty game in which each offense uh struggles to move the ball but at the end of the day uh the Eagles will have more scoring drives than the Giants. So I'm going to say the Eagles win the game 24-13. Uh, to
3: 13. That is okay. very similar to my prediction. Uh, let's, uh, let's take into account how many times Ryan said shitty uh, during that prediction. I think it was either three or four. Um, so I take it that Ryan thinks this is going to be a shitty game. I don't necessarily disagree huh. with that. Um, I think the Eagles' defense is going to be too much for the Giants. Um, obviously, you got, what, four guys with 10 sacks this season, which is just insane. Um, if you put the pressure on Daniel Jones early, maybe leave a QB spy because he can escape the pocket pretty well. He's quick. Um, I I mean, I think the Eagles will be able to stop the Giants offense pretty easily. I mean, their receiving core is obviously uh, not great. I would say trash. Um, and I think, you know, the obviously the Eagles offense, like you mentioned, Ryan, hasn't the first team offense hasn't played together in a while. Um, I don't know if that's gonna matter as much as we think it will, but I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game for the Eagles. I think it's gonna be uh twenty-seven seventeen. Interesting. Um so now our next game, Bengals versus Bills.
0: Um, we we're talking about the concerns with the Bills barely beating um the Dolphins. Um I think the Bills are going to bounce back this week and uh take down the Bengals. Keep in mind the Bengals barely pulled out a win against the Ravens uh, like Ryan said He's just one play call that screwed over the Ravens 14 point swing um, I think the Bills Will win this one I think Josh Allen's gonna come out um, I think he's gonna play A clean game um, I think um, The B- Bills offense at Its best is just too much for the Bengals To handle um, I'm gonna go With Bills 31 uh, The Bengals uh, 24 yeah 31-24 Bills
1: Okay so um I think coming into this game, so this game's obviously the, the 3 o'clock game on Sunday. I think fans are going to be pretty angry, you know, because they're going to say, we just had two Super City, you know, not close playoff games that weren't exciting at all. Like, these playoffs suck. 2023 playoffs are nothing like 2022 playoffs. These are boring. NFL's washed, whatever. I think there's going to be a lot of fans that are kind of pissed off that their Saturday of playoff football was really boring and not as exciting as they wanted it to be. And then I think the Bengals and Bills are going to play an insane instant classic of a game that's going to be high-scoring, high-powered, back-and-forth. Uh, it's going to be everything that we've been looking forward to in these playoffs, especially since their last highly-anticipated regular season matchup unfortunately got ended early. Uh, it's, it's rightfully so that these teams get to play again. Um, obviously, it's in Buffalo instead of Cincinnati this time. So that could play a hand. It could be very favorable towards the Bills. As we know, they have a great fan base that's always loud and always shows up. But at the end of the day, I honestly think Josh Allen's turnovers are going to remain prominent. I think he's going to throw a pick that's going to really hurt, uh, maybe even two. And I think Burrow's going to play a clean game, no turnovers. So I do think it's going to be super high scoring. I still think the Bills' offense puts up a lot of points. But at the end of the day, I think the
3: Bengals are going to win this one 38-35. Damn, Ryan. We have been having a lot of similar predictions. Before you even mention your score, I'll just say mine right away. I thought it would be 41-35 uh, Bengals. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I think it's going to be very high scoring, like you mentioned. Um, but yeah, you know what? I think the Bengals' offense is just going to look better. I think, like you said it could come down to a one Josh Allen turnover or one Josh Allen bad decision. Um obviously both teams did not look amazing in their first round games. Um uh, but I just think the Bills concerns were more questionable than the Bengals concerns um considering they were playing against Skylar Thompson. Um and yeah, I mean I think it's going to be a great game and I mean th- I think this is going to be a very close game and I think it could really go either way. I think uh, it's definitely a big uh, factor, the the Bills fan base, um, and playing in Buffalo is never easy for anyone. Um, but if anyone can handle it, I think Joe Burrow is a good candidate to do so, and he's got a crazy offense out there. Now, granted, you know, the offensive line has had some problems um, not playing with their uh, their first team, I don't believe, um, have some backups in there. So that definitely could um, come into play as well. But I still think Joe Burrow will be too much for the Bengals. Or right, for the, yeah. Bills. So the, Sorry.
1: I just want to add on that. The Bengals' O-line is pretty banged up. I think they have two guy, one guy that's definitely ruled out a starter Which on the Joe O-line. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then one that's also questionable. But Joe Burrow has been sacked the most times like out of any quarterback this year, I'm pretty that's sure. And he also has, through his first like certain amount of playoff games, he's the third most sacked quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs through those amount of games. So, like, can it really get that much worse? All right.
0: Um so now to our final divisional round game we got the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Um I can't wait to watch this one. Uh I think this is the game that Brock Purdy shows uh a lot of weakness and I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to get into his head. Uh and I think he's going to struggle. Um I do think he'll throw a couple touchdowns but I think he's going to turn the ball over a couple times as well. Um, I think Dak Prescott might turn the ball over a little bit, too. I think it's going to be a bit of a sloppy game on both sides. Um, But overall, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to pull out a victory here. I believe it's going to be 21 to, I'd say, about 17 or 14. I'm going to go 21 to 17 Dallas Cowboys in a sloppy, nail-biter game. Uh, And I think the Cowboys' running game is going to overall get them the win and their strong defense.
1: Yeah, so I like like how you're picking the Cowboys-Eagles to advance to the NFC Championship. That would be exciting.
0: Real quick, Um, the the Eagles-Cowboys Conference Championship, if that happens, will be an
1: all-time classic game ever in the NFC. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Into my 49ers-Cowboys prediction, this is obviously going to be a super hyped-up game. Um, The 49ers and Cowboys are historic rivals dating back to the 80s and 90s. They've always played good playoff games. They played one last year in which the 49ers came into Dallas and won. Before I talk about the game, I do think the Cowboys are now going to return the favor and go into San Francisco and win. Um, And I think the the thing that's really going to get them to win, it's not a player. I actually think it's Dan Quinn. He is a top three defensive coordinator in the league. He's probably going to be a head coach again somewhere next year. I mean, the main reason he got fired from the Falcons, let's be honest, is 28-3. to 3. Um, After making the Super Bowl, usually a coach will get more slack than he ever got in Atlanta. I mean, the 28-3 to 3 blown lead wasn't even on him, in my opinion. He was still running the ball as a coach should. It just wasn't working. Um, I think he is a very good defensive coordinator, and I think he's already in the film room and at practice. He'll be at practice tomorrow, not today, but I think he's already in the film room today. Looking at Brock Purdy's film from the last few games that he's played, I think he's going to draw up a perfect scheme on how to stop the, you know, Shanahan offense. So while the 49ers are still going to put up points, they're not going to put up 41 like they did last week, you know. I think they're going to score like 20 to 23 points, which is a very good kind of defensive showing if you can hold the 49ers to that low of a scoring margin. I think the Cowboys, I think it's going to be like a storybook ending. After missing four extra points this week, Brett Maher is going to come in, and I'm going to say it for the second week in a row. Brett Maher is going to come in in the last seconds. He's going to kick a field goal to win the game. The Cowboys are going to win this game 24-23.
3: Wow. Okay, interesting. You know, I am with you guys. I think um, this is going to be the game where we realize that, you know what, Brock Purdy isn't really the guy. It's really the offense around him. Um, I think, like you said, Ryan, I think Dan Quinn is, I mean, obviously he's just amazing. He's had a great season. I think no player specifically, but the entire Cowboys defense, maybe Micah Parsons, um, is going to put a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. Um, and I mean, we saw what happened with Tom Brady. He was trying to do too much, I think, for a very inexperienced quarterback. Even if, if Tom Brady's doing too much, I'd say there's a good chance that Brock Purdy is going to try and do way too much. Um I actually don't think this one is gonna be as close as you guys thought. Um, I think unless I think a lot of it also depends on how much the Niners utilize Christian McCaffrey. Um, we saw with the Buccaneers, they barely ran it. I think they had like twelve or thirteen rushing attempts. I think you know what, Brock Purdy's probably gonna be a little nervous this game. Give him some dump offs, give him some handoffs to Christian McCaffrey, let McCaffrey make plays in the backfield. But overall I don't think it's gonna matter. Um I think the Cowboys are gonna look excellent in this game as well, setting up an awesome NFC championship um, with two teams that have been playing really, or that will have been playing really well in the playoffs because I think the Eagles are going to play well as well. Um, I think, I don't think this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be 37, 24.
0: Okay. That's a bold one. Um, I can't wait for this round of the playoffs. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, but uh, so now we're just going to get into some uh, NFL discussion questions. Um, so we kind of already answered this one, you know, can Brock Purdy and the 49ers make it any further in the playoffs and can Brock Purdy play well? And I think we've already kind of decided that. I think Dan Quinn, like Ryan said, is going to scheme up something and we're going to really see some struggle out of Purdy. Um, but to our next question, um, did Tom Brady just play his last NFL game or will he test free agency?
1: Um, personally, I think he's he's got one more year in him, maybe two, but I think he's gonna play one more year with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um there's been a lot of reports coming out that they're gonna pursue him aggressively. Obviously they're gonna be letting go of Derek Carr. And the Raiders aren't really in a position to rebuild. Like they don't have young talent. They they're pretty like I honestly think they're way more talented than they showed this year. Before the year I, I picked them to make the playoffs. Um they have Devontae Adams, they have Max Crosby. Obviously, their O-line is not very good. Neither is the rest of their defense, but they have enough star talent where if they just bring in a quarterback, they'll get 10 wins. And I think them bringing in Tom Brady will get them to 10-7 next year. I also think leaving the field yesterday, it didn't really seem like it was like one of those moments where the guy kind of walks off the field for the last time and takes it all in. Brady kind of just... Strutted off the field like he always does, hugged a few people. I think he hugged his parents and kind of just went in the locker room. Like, cameras weren't following him like they did uh, did for Rodgers two weeks ago. So it kind of even seems like Rodgers has a higher probability that, to retire than even Brady. So I do think Brady plays uh, kind of one more year with the Raiders. That's my prediction. I 100% agree with that. Um,
0: it just doesn't feel like we just watch an NFL all-time all- greats final NFL game, you know. You would just have that feeling like you need to watch this. You know, this is the last time he's walking off the field in an NFL uniform. And like you said, it did not feel like that whatsoever. Um, I, I think with all of his personal issues that have been going on, he doesn't have that pressure of stopping his NFL career. You know, playing football has been his passion his entire life. And he can still play at a very good level. He got the Buccaneers despite a very sloppy season. He got him to the playoffs, and he, he said that if he thinks he can lead a team to a Super Bowl, he's going to keep playing, and I think he still thinks he can do that um, with a really good supporting cast around him, and like you said, I think the Raiders got some potential. I would not be surprised if he goes over there and um, attempts to um, lead them throughout the playoffs. Uh, Griffin, your thoughts on this?
3: yeah i'm I'm like almost hundred percent sure I do not think that was Tom Brady's last game uh for multiple reasons. a lot of them which you covered. One thing I like to point out is that obviously we know Tom Brady is a competitor he's been competing for over twenty years um I don't think that's how he wants to end it, throwing sixty six pass attempts getting routed by the cowboys um and yeah honestly, I think he's gonna end up on the Raiders too. It's a very similar offense to um what he's been playing with in Tampa Bay in terms of like the star players they have, you know, you got a big running back, a power running back in Josh Jacobs. Um, obviously, Mike Evans is nowhere near as good as Devontae Adams, but they're both very similar, big wide receivers that can go up and catch the ball. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, let's be honest, he doesn't really, yeah, like you said, Brett, I mean, with the off-field issues, he doesn't really have that much to do. Um, and, I mean, we obviously know he loves football. He's, I mean, he's retired uh, and come back before. I don't think he's going to do that, but I just, I mean, I think he just loves his game of football. And I think um I think he wants to give it one last chance and see what he can do with a different challenge. Obviously, Ryan mentioned, you know, not the greatest offensive line. Um, it's different that I mean, obviously the Buccaneers like built their offensive line around Brady. Um so I think it'll be another challenge for him, but I definitely think he's playing next year. All right. So now to on to our next question.
0: Um we also kind of uh answered this one as well. You know, do we have any concerns for the Buffalo Bills heading into their game against the Bengals? Um barely beating Miami without Tua. uh we kinda already answered that. Um you guys think the Bengals will win, but I think the Bills will win. Um I don't think there's a ton of concern. Um, but yeah. Um so now going on to uh Brendan Staley and one of the worst uh blown leads in NFL history. Um and then Mike McDaniels, uh one of the worst uh ends to a season, you know. I, at the same time Uh, you know, he was dealing with injuries to his quarterback, well, you know, uh, I believe he had three concussions throughout the year, Um, but he still uh, finished off the year with a pretty terrible record. Um, What um,
1: Are there coaching positions in in jeopardy this um, offseason? Brandon Staley, yeah, I think he's getting fired. I think it'll be a huge mistake for the Dolphins to fire McDaniel. I mean, weren't they like uh, eight and five with Tua. I mean, if Tua plays all the games, they're probably finishing eleven and six. They might have even beat the Bills with Tua. I, I mean, I think McDaniel's a really good coach. He's a product of the Shanahan. He came from San Francisco, um, and every coach so far that has kind of been a part of that uh, Shanahan tree, it kind of extends to a lot of coaches like Lafleur in Green Bay. McDaniel now. Shanahan's obviously great. Dan Quinn kind of was a. He produced Shanahan in Atlanta. Just all those guys have been really good coaches and coordinators throughout their careers. And I think uh, the Dolphins, like, who are they going to. I mean, maybe if you can get Sean Payton, that's like the only coach I would, you know, kind of consider getting rid of McDaniel for. But I don't think the Dolphins can even get Sean Payton because the Saints are asking for a first round pick for his rights, and the Dolphins don't have a first round pick this year. So I think it would just be a, a big mistake to get rid of McDaniel, especially after they got rid of Brian Flores, who I think was a really good coach who will, you know, become a defensive coordinator this year. He's getting a lot of interviews for that role for a bunch of teams. Um, but yeah, I don't think the Dolphins should fire McDaniel. I think that would be pretty, pretty stupid.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. You know, he's a young guy. A lot of the players connect with him. Um, he's showing a lot of good things uh, for the Dolphins this season. Um, And, yeah, um, I think it would be a mistake firing McDaniels. Uh, But Staley, um, like we discussed before, he's made some more mistakes over and over again. Um, Justin Herbert, he's been getting a lot of hate this season, but I disagree with that hate. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the entire NFL and one of the best young prospects moving forward in the league. Um, And he hasn't really been able to produce, produce with that yet. Not even getting a playoff win with Herbert. So, um, Staley, I think, should go. McDaniels should stay. Griffin, your
3: thoughts? So, uh, fun fact real quick. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys listening know this, but I am a member of the Zeta Psi fraternity uh, here at UNC Chapel Hill. And a little fun fact Mike McDaniels is actually um, a Zate as well. He was a Zate at Yale. Um, so, I just, you know, just in case you guys were thinking, oh, he's biased, he's biased. Oh. Um, Yes, I know. V- very interesting. Uh, I, I found out like a few days ago, and then I decided to tell everyone because I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mike Daniels is young. You know, he's a young coach. And I think you need to let him come into it. His- he's, um, I mean, look, the beginning of the season was a lot better than the second half of the season, but obviously they were dealing with injury, dealing with two uh, concussions. I think, and honestly, although they lost to the Bills, I would see that as a good game played by them. The fact that they lost to the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, very solid team, been solid for a while, a, a solid Buffalo team by three. I um, I I'd, I'd go into the offseason saying, hey, you know what, guys, we put up a great game with without our quarterback, without our franchise quarterback. Once he gets healthy, you know, I think you come in with a, a very strong offense next year, and I don't think you look back. Um, as for Staley, yeah, I mean, it's just it was it's tough to watch a team with so much offensive talent. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, even Rashawn Slater. I mean, you got pieces everywhere, um, and I don't think it was necessarily the players' fault um, for losing that game. I think a lot of their season has had to do with coaching, and I just don't think Staley can stay there. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's all we have
0: today. Um, we we were just a little under an hour long for an episode. Um, so yeah, uh, hope you guys very good. Very good. Hope- uh, hope you guys have a great day uh, This episode should be out by Thursday um, So yeah
1: I'll see Go you Go Cowboys, you guys. break the curse Go, Go birds. birds
0: Fly Eagles, fly Yeah. See ya